Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 180. That's, that's a darts thing, isn't it? It's a darts thing. Yes, I thing. thought, oh, that sounds like a darts thing. Well done. It no is... idea if it's a good darts thing or not. It is a good thing. Oh, okay, right. They, they do yell it. <laughs> they do yell it a lot. I'm not sure for, the, for good or bad. I think it's maybe the top school or something. Okay. No, it can't be. Well, unless you had three bullseyes. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Darts. <laughs> you often wo- work your way down. No, not from 180. I don't care. No, I don't no. care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you started something there. Why? Why? Why did I start that? You know what it is? When you say something, I go, oh, here are all the things I know about it. Nobody asked. (laughs) And it wasn't a lot. (laughs) And it was short. Isn't that nice? And a lot of it was made up. Exactly. It's a a fairy tale. (laughs) Ah, how are you, Nick? I'm fine. You're good. Yeah. Are we mentioning it? No, no. Uh, Shall we we talk of the celebration of today? The celebration of the day. Uh, well, when this comes out, I should have some new keys. To your little flat! Uh, to my own little flat. To your kingdom. My, yes. My God, that's been a mission and a half. It's happened, people. The purchase has gone through. You are a homeowner. Yes. <gasps> so exciting. Yes, well, I'm still, until I've got those keys in my hand, I'm still... I know. <laughs> no, Nick, you have exchanged contracts. Oh, yeah. I know it's all now legally, legally binding, binding. But then but you think people can still be... Until I've got those keys in my hand, I'm, I'm not convinced. By the time this episode comes out... Then I should have the keys in my hand. You will have the keys in your hand. This is You get the keys yes. on, on a Friday. On Friday. And yes, and then we shall be doing much paint samples oh, and Oh, yeah, carpeting. and then the craziness begins, absolutely. <gasps> yes. Now, when you were initially going to redecorate your old place, people were very invested in your design mm. choice. And I think we should we should reignite this, uh, particularly <laughs> the, on Patreon. People the, were the, very very invested. The design choices are going to be quite similar. I feel they want to see how it works out. Okay, we teased it to them. So big big congratulations! I'm so, so pleased for you. This is so exciting. Oh. And was a journey. It was a journey. Five <laughs> five bloody months. <laughs> but we've got there. You've got that. Well, got there. any poisonings this week? No, I'm in too good of a mood. Since the exchange has happened, every. F- two minutes there has been a discussion about what he can buy oh, and yeah. all the combinations Absolutely. of things i've already spent in the last two days several thousand pounds 
it's it's been quite it's been quite a journey actually <laughs> just because like i want one of them and i want one of them today you showed me a wall wine rack yes that i didn't love to be honest but i think it's practical but i didn't want to say no because you were on some sort of roll <laughs> i think i think it's gonna look very smart i need to measure i think it'll be fine well, guys, please weigh in with interesting <laughs> objets da or furniture choices that Nick can make. Don't just send the old teacups with, oh, you've been poisoned on them. We love those. We love those. But is there anything else, more to Nick's style, that you think he should have in his house? Suggestions on a postcard or, you know, on social media. Well, speaking of buying houses and then making weird design choices with <laughs> yes. them, I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Yes, I, I mean, by that, are you judging their house choices? I don't know. Oh, I would never judge them. I think weird is good right okay well who knows so thank you very much this week to sherry dominic who knows how weird her house is oh sherry she knows <laughs> it's, it's desperately weird <laughs> multicolored and striped and polka dots in other rooms and multicolored multicolored oh thank you for joining us sherry we are sherry my darling my darling my darling sherry. my darling sherry <laughs> you might pronounce it differently we're pronouncing it that way yeah. because we think you're very very sexy as all our patreon subscribers are we had fun on patreon this week we told we told quite a a tale that one patreon just subscriber described as perfectly like an episode of dallas yes <laughs> absolutely Very spot so. on Very it was so. there were there were horses involved there was an extravagant music room were there a lot of horses in dallas the, yeah i know i've never watched dallas why would you never watch dallas because i'm not a 70 year old woman <laughs> i don't know what you're trying to say Nick, <laughs> even though that's exactly what i aspire to <laughs> I would be a seventy-year-old woman wearing very strange clothing, watching my soaps and drinking heavily. That was Joan Collins, wasn't it? Dallas, wasn't it? Oh no, Joan Collins was Dynasty. Oh, Dynasty. 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 The other D one. My mum and my grandmother. So Dallas was, oh God, well, the thing is, I only watched it as a child because my mother and my grandmother were obsessed. You know, with it. you know what I've realised. I'm really good at asking questions that I really don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> And I am very, very good at responding. I was sitting there going, why did I do that? Why did I, why did I ask? Why did I ask? Why did I ask? Because yeah, you asked me about darts to start know, off with. And then you just go, oh, yeah, I don't care. I should be less interested in other people. <laughs> you would love Dallas. Would I? Okay. The shoulder pads, the blusher. I do love inter- blusher and shoulder pads. The shooting of people. I'm not, Who I'm not, shot not... JR? Oh, is that Dallas? Yeah. I've heard of that. Yes, who shot JR? Yeah. I, I remember that vaguely. Okay. Big thing, big thing. And what did one of them wake up and it was a dream? Yeah, yeah. That that's the... when it jumped the shock, as it were. Bobby, they woke up. Bobby had been killed, you and then he woke up. You know a about this because well, it's a cultural. It's, it's like the zeitgeist. It's sort of you right. know, it's a very, very important. If I look thing at your DVD TV. collections. I want to find a box set. No, I've not watched Dallas since <laughs> I was about ten. Is it in the DVD player now? You've <laughs> <laughs> been binging at least. No, there's not a DVD player. There's just a room in my house dedicated to it, with pictures on the walls and like plot lines everywhere. Right. That... <laughs> Moving on. I feel. Moving on. <laughs> We're gonna watch Dallas in a bit. That's that's what I'm buying you for your new house. Well, Nick, are you ready? Yes. To drink cocktails and talk about poison? Yes. Or we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. No. I've no. got a house to decorate. <laughs> got stuff to do. We've got stuff to do. Can't or... be doing with poisonings. Well, let's go with the first one because all good house decor decisions are made drunk. Absolutely. <laughs> hooray, hooray, hooray. It is Nick's story this week, but we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell and it will flavour our cocktail of the week. And this week's secret ingredient is... Is the 
the Duchess. The Duchess. The Duchess. The Duchess. The Duchess. A very specific Duchess. Yes. Now, I did not Google the picture that you sent me, yep. but you said it must be her. It must, must be she. Yes. Is this picture? I love a Duchess. The picture that I sent you is the Duchess of Devonshire. Of Devonshire? Yes. Oh, fancy. She had a fabulous hat. A fabulous hat. Was apparently... A complete debauched degenerate. Brilliant. Loved a drinking and a gambling <laughs> and a shagging any of the stable boys she could find. Fantastic lover. I'm not surprised. <laughs> she was having a grand old time. Have you have you met the gentry? <laughs> they do enjoy the things. <laughs> so she was up there with the things. <laughs> we have had a cocktail. The we Duchess have cocktail. Had a co- we've had the Duchess before. The Duchess. <laughs> Way. She loved that. She did. She did. In the hayloft. <laughs> <laughs> What? It seems apparently where with, she likes to go. With the candlestick? I don't know. No, it, you said like she likes stable boys. It's like, with the candlestick? What the really? I, I know there's a, there's a crossover <laughs> between Cluedo there as well. I don't know. And Beauty and the Beast. Be our guest. Be our guest. <laughs> Lumiere, you saucy man. <laughs> well, that's an image. Um, yes. Right. Well, it's not that. It's not any of it's that. It's not that. But with the Duchess as your inspiration, the yes. Duchess of Devonshire. That's the Duchess of Devonshire. Devonshire. What have you come up with? Well, I had noticed, well, actually you pointed out that we had done the Duchess before. Mm-hmm. There are, in fact, two cocktails. So the one we had before is just Duchess. Duchess. No the. No the. Or anything. Oh. Today, okay. we're having the Duchess. Could we call it the Duchess 2? Yes. Yes. Or we call it the Duchess of Devonshire. Duchess of Devonshire. Yeah. The Duchess 2. The Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> In 4D. <laughs> this time it's Dutchy. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm obsessed already. I think it is high time for us to swan Duchess like into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. So, Nick, the Duchess the of Devonshire. Duchess of Devonshire. The Duchess 2. The Dutchening. <laughs> the Dutchening. <laughs> Love it. Okay, it's very clear. It is. Crisp. Crisp looking. Crisp and clear. I will apologise that you did say that you were going to use some of the lovely dehydrated fruits. I was. I thought a lovely slice of dehydrated orange would be a great and a treat. Yeah. But then it was Yeah, it's mouldy. <laughs> <laughs> the container I put them in because I, I didn't know how to store them and clearly not well. Not well. I don't want to imply that my kitchen is full of mould or anything. Everything in Shanae's kitchen is just coated in mould. Looks crisp and clear and pretty. Mm. Well, I think we should dive in. Yes. Merry, Merry Christmas. Dutchening. <laughs> Merry Dutchie. Merry Dutchie. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. Smells. Sorry, I just took a gulp and then smelled. It was like, oh, sorry, we're smelling. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Huh. Ooh, that's a... Huh. <laughs> How curious. Hmm. Ooh, the Duchess, she's an odd one. She is an odd one. She's she's weird. <laughs> Special this Duchess. Special this Duchess. She's Yoda, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> is Yoda just wearing a Duchess's outfit? Yes. <laughs> Yoda in tiara. Yes. Oh, to the ball I must go. <laughs> right, so that is curious. Curious is a good word for it. Do I like it? Do you um, do I'm not opposed to it, but I don't love it. It's but very, it's certainly it's very, very I would say flavourful, but not I'm thinking smell it, but smellable. Aromatic. 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 That's Aromatic. The word. That's Sorry, the word I was just I was shocked into on. what the That's fuck is very, happening very here? Very, very smellable. 
please now go and write copy for Givenchy. All of the perfumes. Yes. <laughs> J'adore. Smellable. Smellable. <laughs> Is it though, actually? Because I'm just... Well, I mean, I can't smell anything best of the times. No, there, there is a strong aroma going on there. It's not that strong. I've, I've smelled stronger <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> not just smells in general. I've smelled stronger. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. Good things, yes. So I'm now smelling it. Yes. I'm doing nothing but smelling it. Just what's in it? Come on. Do you okay. like it? I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't mind it. I think it's underwhelming personally however there's an interesting complexity to it with every sip it's got a an acidity without it being overly citrus is there a citrus fruit in here no no citrus it's interesting it could probably do with being colder what do you think did you not stir it i didn't stir it enough i think this is a stir cocktail i heard you stirring that's the only reason i I know yes i don't think i give it enough time to Reducing temperature. You bastard. I know. Maybe if it was colder, it would be icy crisp. But so there's no lemon or lime in this. Gin. Yes. Gin. Okay. One down. Vermouth. Vermouth. Yes. There's a dry vermouth in there. Two down. Ah, it thought it had a whiny, dry quality whiny, to it. Whiny, dry quality. Two down out of how many? Twelve. Shit. No. Uh, Four. Four. <laughs> right. Um, Halfway there. Two more things. Oh, something. Floral but fruity, fruity, fruity. Maraschino. Nope. I don't know. A Quantro. A oh, bloody hell! Oh, I thought it was a Quantro, so and I thought I'd be an foolish. Orange, an orange. And, and that gives it the less clear thing. <laughs> and then one other thing. What, one other thing. One other, one other thing. thing. Oh, you're being so smug. <laughs> okay, one other thing. One other thing. What might that be? That might be a big old glug of wine. Oh God! Right. <laughs> Sorry. And. Nick bought a bottle of wine to my house. Yes. Did you not put the two together? No, I just thought you wanted some wine. Right. No. Well, I yes, just, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> I just thought you'd bought a bottle of white wine and you wanted to have a glass of wine later. So I just stuck it in the fridge. Um, I was no, like, I will have a glass of wine uh, later. Yeah, let's, um, let's get shit-faced on wine. Um, we celebrate your but house. But there's also wine in the cocktail. There's wine in that. That's why it tastes so whiny. <laughs> That's why it also tastes whiny. Because <laughs> I just thought that was the vermouth. I was, I was sure there was vermouth in there <laughs> oh, it's very winey, this cocktail. It so it's, there's a lot of wine going on there. Vermouth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, there was bloody vermouth in it. Shut up. There was vermouth in it. How much wine? Like a glass? There's or... equal quantities of everything. Three quarters of an ounce of all things. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, I taste the wine. You now. taste the wine now? I really don't. I really don't taste the wine, apart from just Apart little... from when it tasted whiny. But it tastes of vermouth, <laughs> that whiny aftertaste. It tastes with... whiny, but not of wine. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly <laughs> that. Exactly Why that. is that so hard to understand? Like, same way a martini, like a wet martini, has a wine taste, but doesn't taste of wine. Aha. <laughs> yeah, just blew your Aha. mind there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mm. Okay, Partridge. Words, <laughs> semantics, nitpicking. Yeah. <laughs> well, after that, after that, I don't know. That, do, you, that... do you like the Duchess? <laughs> I like the Duchess. Good. I don't mind her. I think it's weird though. <laughs> She's had a little bit too much wine. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> but that's always a good thing. That's in a always Duchess. a good thing. What do Duchess. you think of that? Do you love that? I, I don't. I don't love it. I, I think it's perfectly pleasant. Would you order it or make it again? Probably not, to be honest. There you go. Probably not. 
I will more than happily finish this. Mm. But no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not disappointing. No, not at all. But it's just fine. But it's not. It's not going to enter my usual repertoire <laughs> of Friday night cocktails. The Duchess is not allowed in. She's not allowed in. She's not allowed in this riffraff. No. Well, with the Duchess of Devonshire. Duchess of Devonshire. Firmly in hand. Yes. Is it time for a story, Nick? It is time for a story. Hooray! It's quite a, I, I'm excited about this story. I like this story. It's I can story. tell. Yeah, it's a good story. So this week, mm-hmm. we have the tale mm-hmm. of Adam Worth. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Adam Worth? No. Good. This is a man who maintained such an air of mystery mm-hmm. around him that very few ever knew the truth about the man who Scotland Yard oh. called the Napoleon of Crime. Oh, that, that expression I've heard. In fact, this is this, he is so cunning, right. so bold huh? and ambitious mm. that he is widely believed to the, be the inspiration behind Conan Doyle's arch-criminal, James Moriarty. Oh, okay. So, yes. Love it. And he's referred to as the and Napoleon Moriarty of Crime. And is referred to as the Napoleon, the Napoleon of, Crime. of Crime. It comes from Adam Worth. Adam Worth. Indeed. Hey. So, yeah, so very little is known about his childhood, as is the tradition. Not much um, <laughs> He was born into a Jewish family in Germany or Austria. Oh, okay. 1840s, 1845, something in that neck of the woods, people mm-hmm. think. At the time, his name was either Worth, with an E, or Wurtz, essentially. But when, in 1849, the family moved to New York, it became anglicised by ah. an immigration officer who... Couldn't spell, so just put worth. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that bothered with the exact uh, German um, spelling? So they, the family became the worst. It's a fascinating part of history in terms of the origin of people's <laughs> names, but also that a lot of people's names got changed by someone who went, yeah, I'm not writing that down. Yeah, I can't spell yeah, that. Yeah, can't so. spell that. Imagine if I'd ever rocked up. <laughs> like, that is a headache. You're yeah. just called Jim now. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... The family, eventually, they settle in Cambridge, which is just north of Boston. Today, Cambridge has been subsumed by Boston, but at the time, they were two very separate mm. um, entities. Places. 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 Entities. They were, no, they were, they were living, <laughs> breathing, breathing things. things. With tentacles and Haunting. eyes. Fucking <laughs> hell. But Cambridge was not a very exciting place. No, no, no. Not very exciting place. So, Adam tempted by the big lights of Boston City, mm. runs away. Boston wasn't that exciting. Oh. Two years later, at the age of 16, he makes his way to New York City. Now, at first, Adam is a, a law-abiding citizen. He gets a job at a department store, all very respectable. And in 1861, when the American Civil War begins, he decides to enlist. He's, oh, okay. he's going to do his duty. I would say for king and country, not for king and country, for country. No, not, not so much in the 1800s. <laughs> not not no. so much for the king. Um, but he's there to do his duty. I mean, the $1,000 sort of bonus fee yeah. is also quite attractive. <laughs> <laughs> quite appealing. Quite, quite, quite appealing as well. But no, he is going to enlist his off for adventure and excitement in the Union. Now, in the army, his superiors quickly discover that Adam is, he is an ambitious and in, very intelligent young man. Good for him. Within a month, he's promoted to corporal. And in just over a year, he makes sergeant oh. in the army. So yeah, so he is advancing swiftly up the ranks. Like it. On the 30th of August, his regiment takes part in the Second Battle of Bull Run. Now, this battle is a significant defeat for the Union mm. forces. Um, and during the battle, Adam is, is hit by shrapnel oh. and has to be taken to hospital in Georgetown. And in hospital, 
on the 25th of September, 1862. He dies from his injuries. Uh, okay. It's the end of the story now. That- but he's not actually dead. No, right. Surprisingly, okay. <laughs> he's not actually dead. Okay. Um, there's an error in the paperwork. That not has- that you're a liar. <laughs> not <laughs> that I'm a liar. There is an error in the hospital paperwork uh, oh. which lists Adam Worth as killed in action. Oh, oh dear. Uh, he is, in fact, recovering quite nicely from his wounds. When he learns of this mistake, mm-hmm. he is left with a choice, really. Either he can go to the hospital authorities and say, no, actually, I'm alive, hello, hello. Um, and go back to his regiment and continue fighting. Uh-huh. Or he can use being dead to the best of his advantage, <laughs> really, and do whatever the fuck he likes. <laughs> so he, unsurprisingly, he chooses the second option. Right. He chooses to go, yeah, I'm dead. Absolutely. Bye. <laughs> According to everyone, he's, Adam Worth is dead. But this is where I'm... It confuses me how that can work. Obviously, it's not now where you have Facebook to tell everyone that Absolutely. you're... No, there no, are no, no. no electronic records or anything like that. But then how the can he live his life? Because he needs an identity, surely. Well, wait, he, can, he, can, he can be whoever he wants to be. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Now? Absolutely. No one going, oh, Adam Worth, he owes me £100. Well, Adam Worth's dead. There's oh, a certificate nice, that nice. says Adam Worth's dead. He can turn up with a certificate and go, actually, I think you'll find I'm actually, dead. Fine, fine, he's Shit, dead. I shouldn't have brought this. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> At the time when he decides to start this new life, the, the morale in the Union Army is incredibly low. Mm-hmm. Men are deserting all over the place and uh, legging it. Yeah. And Adam, he comes up with a cunning plan. Now, the army are still offering huge bonuses to those who will volunteer to fight. Mm-hmm. So he signs up again. Okay. Yeah, different regiment, different name. Yeah. He gets his money. Many, many, he many. waits just long enough for the so to get to get his bonus, and then he fucks off. Right. Then <laughs> then he runs. He moves to the next town, lays low for a signs bit, up again. signs up again. Different name, <laughs> different regiment. Oh, I'll have my bonus. Thank you very much. <laughs> he does this numerous times, pocketing the cash each time. And then fucking off. Now, there are so many deserters in the yeah. army at this point that there are just not enough people to go and chase them all down. Yeah. And to, to go and yeah, collect back this money. So a lot of them are just like, oh, he's gone. Fine. It does seem like <laughs> a flaw in the system. They're going, yes, we're getting a lot of people deserting after we've paid them the money. Yeah. Let's keep doing Let's this. Let's keep doing this. And find some other way of tracking yeah. them down. Well, they, they, they do cotton on that this is perhaps not the best way to go about getting people into the army. Oh, yeah. And in 1863, they pass new laws introducing a draft conscription, mm. basically. So now mm. the incentives are gone. Um, yeah, so you, you can't you've volunteer, just you've just got to. However, there is another little workaround in, in the law that mm. says if you are drafted, mm-hmm. you can pay someone else to take your place. Yes. So he goes... I'll do. <laughs> I've got a lot of money. <laughs> oh, he finds people who have been drafted and who are not too keen to fight. Right. So those people pay him a bunch of cash. Yeah. And he rocks up to the regiment. Yes, hello, I'm here instead of Bob oh. over there. He's received a bunch of cash from Bob to take his place. Right. Oh, okay. He then reports hello. in, reports in, hello, I'm here. Two weeks later, Bye. <laughs> Bob's in trouble for dodging the draft. Yeah. 
and uh, he's off scot free. And he's just running around going, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Oh, this is a good And of course, I he's mean, gone, he's given a completely bogus name, so no one knows who the hell he is. Ah, reprehensible. Reprehensible. Uh, the draft is not, not, not great. Not great, let's be honest. But also, oh, what a good scheme. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone's an idiot apart mm. from him. <laughs> and he does this numerous times. I'm sure he does. And he's not the only man who's doing this. Many others have cottoned on to this way of doing things, and they become known as bounty jumpers. Bounty jumpers. Yeah. Oh, love it. <laughs> who jump from one bounty to the next, which is, which is fantastic. Please let um, there be one bounty hunter who thought he was going to get a special jumper for his job. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, it's guys? Uh, oh, man. Uh, uh. <laughs> the, the problem does become so severe that the army... Im- they actually employ the Pinkerton Agency yeah, to they do. track down bounty jumpers <laughs> and put a stop to these activities. And, and they, they are quite successful because they're relatively brutal um, oh, yeah. and <laughs> sort of ambitious chaps themselves. So they, they pull no punches. They route them out in their cachet of big false moustaches. <laughs> so, so he has a couple of close brushes with the agency uh-huh. and he decides, that, okay, bounty jumping, it's becoming too risky. No. It's becoming too yeah. risky now. He decides to return to New York, get into the less risky, but still entirely illegal business of pickpocketing. <laughs> this is the way right. forward. Mm, hands on, though. Uh, wow, well, indeed. But once again, his intelligence and his quick thinking mm. um, and what's known about him is his severe dislike of the drink. He has oh. absolutely abhorred alcohol. Really? So he Ooh. was a sober, clear-thinking chap. Straight edge. Absolutely. And this pushes him to the top of the pack, really. Well, yeah, he's got his wits about he's him. He's got his wits about yeah. him, absolutely. So he's not is... making silly mistakes. And this is what time period now? What, what years are we at now? So now we're in sort of eighteen sixty, yeah, late 1860s. Ooh, nice, nice. The gangs are emerging. Absolutely. So, and yet he starts running his own gang of pickpockets. <laughs> Because, yeah, he's got his wits about him. He's not spending all his money down the pub. He's there organising stuff. One thing sets this gang apart, though, is that there is to be no violence. His his time in the army, and especially during the battle, where he was so badly wounded, he absolutely detests violence. And he will not allow his men the people under him to resort to any sort of violence well he's in the wrong bloody place for that isn't he well no he's absolutely in the exactly the right Is place he, for that absolutely because it meant that the crimes that he and his gang were involved in generally went uninvestigated because uh, if no one's been stabbed or beaten the crap out of them or anything right. like that someone's just been pickpocketed for their wallets gone mm. their watch has gone are you hurt? No, I'm fine. No, and the cops the, are on the, the cops, payroll. Yeah, yeah, the cops have... They've got far bigger things to worry about yeah. with people being murdered all over the place <laughs> to worry about some chap whose watch has gone, has been nicked. So yeah. everything tends to go under the radar, yeah. really. So he's played it quite shrewdly mm. in the... Yeah, don't bring, bring attention to yourselves. No one's going to ask questions. Okay. He does, though, then start getting a bit cocky. And he is caught stealing a cash box. Out okay. of uh, an express coach. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, That's so silly. he's That's actually silly. caught red-handed. And he is sentenced to three years hard labour in Sing Sing prison. Oh, Sing Sing, oh Jesus. So not a, not a jolly place, not a fun place. Prisoners aren't allowed to speak to each other. Ten hours hard labour every day, quarrying marble out of local mines and quarries. <laughs> I think so. Not fun. Adam, he's given the, the job of warming frozen nitroglycerin. 
What the in what the, the oven. what why um, what and how? Well, they and need why? the nitroglycerin to to explode the marble and to make the quarrying, and it comes frozen to make it stable for, for, reasons, for transport for reasons. But when to use it, it needs to be warmed up prior to use, so it's he more to, malleable and stuff. So oven. he has to warm this stuff. Oh, he he later said, "I never questioned the guard, and I always wondered why he left when I put the brittle <laughs> chunks in the stove." When one of the older inmates told me I could be blown to bits. I decided I'd have enough of prison. <laughs> don't, don't blame me, mate. He was fine up until that point, <laughs> until by the way. That's why all the guards were poking their head around the door. He was just like putting in all lovely lumps of coal. And they were like, here's the stuff. Run, mm. run. I'm sorry. I had in my head something like a Roald Dahl book. Where like, his job was warming the nitroglycerin. And before you said, put it in the fire source it's like he had to sit on it for a bit he had to sit on it he had to cuddle it he had to cuddle it and there it is nicely melted boys now use it to blow shit up no no he's putting it in the oven oh if you didn't know you'd be like this is fine you're you're brilliant at this you're not Uh, afraid at all oh look I've exploded horribly (laughs) he wasn't wasn't surprised by the bits of limb that were embedded in the walls around him it's not a good job to have I suppose giving it to all the the new inmates and things like that because well fuck it Christ (laughs) almighty if they explode and they explode <laughs> now one day he is working in the quarry and he manages to slip away there is a changeover of the guards mm. and unnoticed he manages to stow away on a tugboat and how well because things things on an island yes so there's there's a there's a, a boat I know there's a boat, but just he also a sing sing. Like, he manages he, to slip away. How does he get on the boat and no one else thought of that? Don't know. He manages it. <laughs> he manages he it. He manages it. He's a cunning man. He's got a lot of nitroglycerin. He's got a lot stage. of nitroglycerin. <laughs> and he does so completely unnoticed. He just jumps on the boat and everyone, yeah. shit, when do we think uh, of that? <laughs> until they, yeah, the prisoners are rounded up again for, after that day's work. And they count them in and Head go, count. ooh, I'm missing. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. Now, back in New York, there is obviously a fugitive alert issued for the capture of this man. He decides he grows a moustache and a delightful pair of mutton chops to disguise himself. And if you Google him, that is the picture you will now see. Beautiful. Um, of Adam Worth. And he's got these big arm, yeah, moustache and mutton chops. It's quite impressive. Does he stay indoors until they're grown? Going, come on, come on. <laughs> so he sits there concentrating really hard. Just rubbing <laughs> rosemary oil into him going, I've heard this is good. But no. So while he's, I think while he's waiting for these to, to grow in, he actually leaves New York and he goes to Cambridge. Returns to his hometown. Nice. Uh, of Cambridge. There, not quite, not quite to see mother. Oh, okay. There he dresses as a policeman. He tricks the night watchman of a local insurance company into letting him into the building. And now he tells this night watchman that he has been sent to help him guard the building. There has been an an alert of some people trying to rob the place. So he has been sent to assist with the the lookout. The guard goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Let's him in. Now, once inside, he uses his knowledge of explosives, helpfully gained at Sing Sing, to break into the safe right. and steal the equivalent of $30,000. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Out of this safe. Was the guard hurt at any point or was he standing there going, no. this guy seems to know what he's doing? He's still pr- patrolling outside. Or maybe he got and- $100. <laughs> Maybe. Look the other way, Look mate. the other way. But yep, yeah, no, he is scarpered <laughs> with this with this pile of cash. Love he then it. returns to New York, presumably moustache mutton chops now fully intact. Fully bushy. Bushy, fully bushy. bushy. But his new disguise start, does start to draw attention 
but not because he looks like a disguised fugitive, but because now he has a startling resemblance to a chap called Henry Jarvis Raymond. This chap founded the New York Times. Nice. And was a prominent Republican politician okay. um, in New York, oh, New York right. City. And with, yeah, apparently with his moustache and with his new mutton chops, there was a striking resemblance between these two. He gets stopped in the streets going, oh, you're this man. And no, he goes, no. But eventually he goes, no, not him, but I'm related to him. And, he's, <laughs> and he reinvents himself as Henry Judson Raymond, a, a distant relative of the famous man himself. That shit. Sorry, that name is... <laughs> relatives aren't named similarly to so each well. other in that way. Henry Judson Raymond. They are at the time, because there are only four names to choose from. What was what was his first... What was the original Henry guy's name? Jarvis Raymond. Henry Jarvis Raymond. And he thought that... And now his, he's now Henry Judson Raymond. As his cousin, is he saying? He doesn't... I don't know exactly what... As a re- oh, no. Just say, a relative. Oh, say it's his brother. Say it's his brother. My mother had no imagination. First <laughs> name, stay the same. Other one, sounds a bit similar. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> well, he was considerably younger than... The, the politician makes no difference so yeah so whether we've done sort of like oh in honor of your famous cousin uncle whatever Uncle-y thing we will name you whatever we'll one. name you very but similar. It, it worked it absolutely I worked i don't deny that it worked <laughs> and he because used, it's so ludicrous yeah. you would believe it and he uses his funds that he's got from the cambridge job and he now uses this name and his resemblance to get into every party into every oh, nice. society we'll do, do event and he's got the money to back it up. He's got the name to back it up mm. as well. How <laughs> thankful he never actually meets this politician just in a party yeah, or something absolutely. like yeah, yeah. that. You remember Aunt Joan, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, they look so similar. <laughs> they look so similar. It could well be a, a distant relation. If he spots relation. someone, he's just going to go in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, but he is there hobnobbing with the elite of New York, having yeah. a grand old time. Love it. Hobnobbing, nobhobbing as well. Yeah. It's at one of these soirees that mm. he makes the acquaintance of Frederica Mendelbaum. <laughs> okay, she sounds awesome. Who is known as Mom. That's Mom. Mom. Oh, right. Frederica Mendelbaum. Oh, that's people she's going, as, I can't handle that. Okay. She's known, she's known as Mom. Mom mm. is a, she is a society hostess. <gasps> okay. She is absolutely fantastic. She is also uh, a criminal mastermind and boss and one of the biggest fences in New York City. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my God. She, I love her already. She is a fantastic character. Um, she is the matriarch of much of the New York under, criminal underworld. Nice. Um, really. Um, she sets up her own school, Mom's Grand Street School, recruiting and teaching young criminals. <laughs> what? Did she have advertising? Yeah, apparently, yeah. She went leafleting. Mom's <laughs> Grand Street School. How to pickpocket, how to, how to rouse, how to hustle, how to, how to con your way through things. Just... Grand street yeah. school as grand well. Just street, street school. school was fine. Like no, no, that not like that one down the street. That no. shit. This, this is this is a grand one. Oh my god, she is fantastic. She may result in an episode on her, which is on her. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. All the while, she is maintaining this sort of criminal empire. She's also entertaining grand ladies and families of New York mm. City in her gorgeous appointment apartments and things. Lovely. So she's living this complete double life and doing it expertly. Nice. Now, Mom becomes something of a, a patron for Adam. She takes him under her wing and really reveals the secrets of the trade to him. Through her, he expands into bank robberies, into <laughs> store robberies. In 1869, Mom plans a job to to rob the vault of the Bolson National Bank in Boston. <gasps> 
This is what she wants to do. She gives the job to Adam Worth and suggests that he seeks out expert safecracker Charles Bullard. Ah. He is the man to go to for this sort of job. You might have a have a chat with him. Unfortunately, at the time, Charles Bullard is in jail. Oh, shit. Which is a slight inconvenience. Charles had been born into a very wealthy family in New York, but he has frittered away his inheritance. Mm -hmm. To continue to live in the manner he has become accustomed, he turns to a life of crime. Ah. On one occasion, he has bribed the guard on a Hudson River Express train. He manages to get away with the equivalent of about $100,000. Jesus. Off the train. During the robbery, he pretends to knock out the guard and then make away with all this cash okay. however the guards injuries are so light that they arouse <laughs> suspicion They're going really that knocked you down there's not a, there's not a mark on you what, what are you going on about ow, ow, ow. Ow. it really this really really hurts <laughs> when the guard is questioned about it he quickly crumbles and he names charles bullard as the man who robbed the train okay he gets sent to jail for his crime but mom is convinced that charles is the only man for the job Uh so she tasks adam and another chap max shinburn to break charles out of jail Ah. it's the only way we can't wait for him to get out of jail we've got to get him out i like it be bold be bold absolutely be bold indeed now adam and max tunnel under the prison wall they bribe the guards to ignore the noise. <laughs> the constant, constant, constant hammering. Constant and hammering. Chiseling, and then yelling at each other. Yeah. Do you hear anything? No, no. The breakout is a success. Oh my God. Uh, so, but as you, I mean, as you alluded to there, Adam and Max have a massive falling out they, <laughs> right. they do not get on not well. They, they, well they are not paired well mm. they and they actually become bitter rivals really but adam and charles the chap who they're breaking out they form a fast friendship oh, and and a criminal partnership as well and they are mm. friends for many 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 years that's loyalty together they plan the robbery of boylston bank in boston nice. now this is the biggest bank in the city Yay. that's gonna be thousands of dollars there and they're gonna have a grand old time they bought a barbershop next to the bank (laughs) (laughs) and they convert it into a wine bitters dealership i I can't speak what (laughs) why wasn't that the ingredients it could have been the ingredients wine bitters bitters for wine wine and bitters yep just a cocktail a cocktail cocktail why they've opened they've opened ingredients they've opened an ingredient shop not just a cocktail shop it's it's an ingredient shop it's like that bitter shop we went to and saw the highest man in the world in new york (laughs) oh my god so they open this open this shop under the cover of night one under day under the cover of night under they the open the shop of night, uh, while the shop is open what have they been doing during the day as well do they even know they're what they're selling, doing they're selling bitters at they night they just went is bitters and wine fuck it there go we ahead. go That'll right, do. there we go but then they start <laughs> smashing through the wall between <laughs> the shop and the bank Love. one evening they make it through Again, Adam brings out his knowledge of explosives and he blows the doors off to the strong room nice. in the bank it does also make me wonder why they then need an expert safe cracker if they're just going to blow the thing to pieces just in case in the first place what or they perhaps, perhaps they the... tried to yeah. crack it first and it didn't work they've blown the thing to pieces they make off with just shy of half a million dollars wow that's to, to today's money equivalent Ooh, it's, not, it's still, nice. a, still a considerable sum of cash now the bank of course announced huge rewards for the capture of the thieves yes. um, and they hire the pinkertons to track the men down Love it. now pinkerton agents are able to identify shipments of money out of boston 
where they've loaded up trains and trucks with their their booty. <laughs> Pinkerton agents are on the trail. Now, Adam and Charles know it's only a matter of time before the Pinkertons are behind them. They're on their back. Mm. As the authorities get closer, Adam and Charles know they need to make their escape. They need to get out of the city. They need So taking as much loot as they can, which is a lot, <laughs> <laughs> they set off for a new life in Europe. Oh, okay. I asked for a break. I think that's time for a drink. We're going to Europe. We're going to Europe. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We're off to Europe, Nick. We're off to Europe. Well, the men have now arrived in Liverpool. Yep. We're oh, in oh, Liverpool. Yes. Uh, I forgot that they're in America. They're not anymore. Adam is using his alias of Henry Justin Raymond. There Charles becomes Charles H. Wells, a Texas oil man. Nice. Once they're in Liverpool, they meet a barmaid, Kitty Flynn. Hmm. Nice name. Both men fall helplessly in love with Kitty. Oh, is she lovely? She is, she's a delight. She oh. wants to be a singer. Oh, of course she does. And she's there. Both men head over heels in love with Kitty. Now, this could, of course, animosity between... The, the, between the two friends the love rivals exactly but they sort of fall into a polyamorous relationship oh nice the three of them nice together kitty okay. does go on to marry charles huh. and eventually she has two children mm-hmm. no one's entirely sure who the father is and it's thought that probably the marriage was more for appearances sake and conventionality yeah. than any particular i love you more than him or whatever yeah it's yeah. just this is what the done thing is. Well, so if she's we'll... going to get pregnant, then exactly. yes, yes. Let's but have yeah, a marriage and they have this lovely, No one, probably, yeah, not even Kitty really knows who the father is of which, which you know child. What? Fair play. Fair... They're having it a granddaughter. Them, it, works. Exactly. It, works. it works for them. In 1871, the trio moved to Paris. Mm. Paris. They have a lovely old time. They buy a three-story building near the Paris Opera House and open the American Bar. <laughs> right, it. okay. It's a restaurant and bar on the ground floor and a gambling den above. Now, gambling is illegal in paris at the mm. time 
Um, so the tables are built so they can quickly be folded away into the walls <laughs> at, at a moment's notice. They have a buzzer downstairs. As soon as the police are sighted, a buzzer goes, customs upstairs, these gambling tables flip back into the wall, behind curtains. That's phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. That is incredible. <laughs> so, I mean, wow. Yeah. I yeah, I am picturing that there is a very large kind of that old spring kind of mechanism with the tables <laughs> and people are killed when they go back into the wall. People get flown, flown across the room. Across, glasses smashing, <laughs> liquor everywhere, but there's no sign of gambling. There's a lot of blood <laughs> a lot and of loose blood teeth. And, loo- and, and limbs hanging off the wall. <laughs> Someone's embedded in the wall, half crushed by the table going, well... But there's no gambling, there's so no carry gambling on. Going on here, so it's all good. <laughs> so they're having a grand old time there. William Pinkerton. Now he has taken over the agency from his father. Yes. By this point, he visits the bar mm. in 1873, and Adam realizes that he's been recognised. This this man has spotted, and he knows who I am. He and Charles sell the bar and decide to return to England. Okay. Not before stealing a bag of diamonds from a diamond merchant in the bar the night before they leave. For sure. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Because diamond merchants love to carry bags They of carry their bag. He's having a few too many drinks. He's got his diamonds out on the bar. Going, oh, look at the lovely diamonds. Shiny, shiny. Look at the shiny things. Can I pay for this in diamonds? <laughs> Hard on his lock for some... Yeah, okay, yeah. good. They manage to steal all his diamonds. They're now back in Blighty. And Adam uses his funds to set up his own criminal network, similar to Mom's over in New York, really. Now, this works across London. Mm. He buys Western Lodge, which is a grand Georgian mansion just on the edge of Clapham Common. Mm. Lovely, big old place, still there today. Lovely. From there, he runs his new criminal empire. Uh, He also takes an apartment in Mayfair and works his way into high society, having a jolly old time with the best of them. He funds robberies, he buys intelligence, he bribes guards, and he ensures that all the actual crimes are carried out by men who only ever work with his intermediaries, his lieutenants. Nice. No one ever actually knows who he is. Yeah, that's I like that. I like yeah. that the kind of yeah, the pyramid, the pyramid Absolutely. of crime. Pyramid of crime indeed. No one gets to speak to us. <laughs> no one speaks to the No boss. one speaks to yeah, the Yeah, and his lieutenants are people he knows, people from New York, mm. people from Paris who he trusts and he's worked with before who have decided to join him in London. Now this includes mm. Max Ginburn, the chap he yeah. dug um Charles out of jail with. He rocks up and yeah. London a good thing. Right, I'm there. But again, the one rule is that his men are to avoid violence. If there is no violence, then things were generally forgotten a lot faster. Yeah. It's a clever and, scheme. Yeah, I like absolutely. it. Absolutely. Now, those, say, lower down the ladder have no idea who they are ultimately mm. working for. Adam takes a 25% cut of whatever they make, whatever mm. his men pull in. Now, this is a low enough percentage that those at the bottom don't feel too hard done by. They don't feel too aggrieved yeah. by, by oh, being I don't squashed. Know. I think he would be. Stealing £100... But you got twenty five quid going to your boss. That's a, that's a lot of money mm. back then. But I, I guess they feel but like for protection. You're getting you're for, getting protection. You're getting you're uh, getting clues about who to go with. You you know the police are being bribed. 
to look away yeah, or something like that. You're part of a gang. So you're part of a gang, absolutely. Mm, so okay. you've, you've got that and people think, okay, well, that's 25%. Mm. I'm still making off with 75 quid. And also, if he's got a big gang going, they're, they're going to corner the market, yeah, as it were. Absolutely. So trying to be a pickpocket on their territory, not going to work. Yeah, so people don't feel too hard done by. And he becomes incredibly wealthy Yeah. from all of this. Now, the police soon come to realise that they're there is someone organising all this. There is someone behind this, <laughs> all these criminal exploits in London, but they have no clue as to who it actually is. But there's there's someone there. Adam Worth is sitting now at the head of an empire worth millions, <laughs> really. He has agents and spies in every quarters. He could quite easily have sat back and let the money roll in. Yeah. But he likes to keep his hand in. He likes to keep his skills you sharp. Can't rest on your laurels. You can't rest on yeah, your laurels. That's, that, when, that's in... when people get cocky. Absolutely. On a particular on a trip to South Africa. Oh, no, he he, he takes a trip yeah. to South Africa. He befriends the postmaster in Cape Town. Now, this is a long con. It takes several months. Okay. He befriends this man. He ingratiates himself into this man's life until the chap lets slip the dates of certain upcoming diamond shipments coming out of south africa a lot of diamonds oh in south africa well uh, <laughs> let's, let's not dwell on that mm. too much he makes copies of the man's keys and he makes off with half a million dollars worth of diamonds before anyone notices anything is missing christ and he returns to london half a million half a million dollars worth of diamonds it's not a lot in diamonds i suppose actually <laughs> <laughs> they're like eh, that's just like a few pebbles but it's, it's, it's a lot, lot, of wee, lot of wee little diamonds not one big chunky diamond a lot of wee you little diamonds. You probably noticed that. Famously, the so, big chunky diamonds are, are given yeah. names. <laughs> given names. <laughs> so he returns to London with all these diamonds, yeah. with with bags full of diamonds. People are thinking, well, how are you going to get rid of these diamonds? How are you going to flog them off? How are you yeah, going to fence them? Um, he sets up a company, Wynert and Company. Diamond nice. merchants. Of course. Well known. Well known for selling diamonds rock bottom prices. Absolutely <laughs> rock bottom prices. You want some cheap diamonds? Weiner and Company is here, disappears as quickly as it was, as it is founded. He's it's got like rid the- of his diamonds, company <laughs> vanishes. It's like the company that's set up in Wolf of Wall Street, mm. <laughs> where they set up the really prestigious name and say it's been established for years while they're absolutely screwing people over. Mm, exactly yeah. that. <laughs> exactly that. His most famous theft, though, mm-hmm. one that people always know about was of thomas gainsborough's painting of the duchess <gasps> there she is there she is yep this was painted in 1876 yeah. the painting sold for fifty thousand dollars at the time which was the highest value ever paid ever paid for a work of art mm. at the time this at is the, the m- most expensive piece of art ever 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 in the history Good of the world Lord. Huge amount of money. Oh, Gainsborough. Adam took a liking to it. He thought, oh, I quite like that. I quite like that. It's quite pretty. It's, it's quite pretty. Hat. I like that. I like that picture. Fluffy. One night, Adam and two of his associates, a uh-huh. chap called Junker Phillips and Little Joe. Little Joe. Little Bow and Junker. Big Joe wasn't available. <laughs> yeah. They break into the art gallery where it is on display. Right. And they cut it out of the frame. They just cut the thing out of the frame and roll it up. Now... I say he has fallen in love with this painting and he decides against selling it on. Now, this does cause some disagreement between his two associates who have been brought in to assist. Oh, they were yeah. expecting a payout from this, they were expecting the painting to be sold, they would mm-hmm. get their wad of cash, and all is well. Oh, he's not just wants being to keep sold. It. Yeah, if he just wants to keep it, 
it's not being sold, then what what do they get? And so this <laughs> causes some consternation between them and, yeah. a, and a bit of bit of friction. Eventually, he agrees to pay them off. He says, fine. Out of his own pocket, he gives them each a wadge of cash. Little Joe returns to the US. And while he's there, he tries to rob the Union Trust Company. Right. This okay. does, obviously emulating what he's seen in London. This does not go well for Little Joe. Uh, he fails <laughs> right. miserably and is arrested. Uh, <laughs> under questioning from the Pinktons, again, who've elbowed their way in, Little Joe reveals that it is Adam Worth who has stolen the Gainsborough. <laughs> in oh, london sells him out now nah, he completely sells him out he's now going by the name of henry raymond over in london uh, he's the one who stole on the gainsborough the pinkertons inform scotland yard of this there's just not enough proof <laughs> scotland yard are fantastic this is great we can't prove any of it oh, we've got the word of a convicted criminal <laughs> that this other convicted criminal is the mastermind behind it. It would there's... be so good if all of this was true. Do you have <laughs> any evidence? There's... No, but I have feelings. I have feelings. I have deep feelings. Yeah, I have feelings and thoughts. They, there's just, they can't prove anything. Yeah. But, they, but now he's on their radar. He's now on their <laughs> radar. By now, Kitty has had her two daughters. Remember Kitty? Yes, yes she's, she was pregnant. She's, yeah, had, yeah. she's had the two daughters. And the marriage is starting to show its strain. Mm, this yeah, sort of yeah, three-way yeah. thing is starting yeah. to show... And it eventually comes to an end when Charles's first wife, who he had apparently forgotten to mention to anyone, (laughs) turns up in London. Mm. Turns up in London and threatens to go to the police and charge him with bigamy. Is she holding a rolling pin? (laughs) Very very possibly. Now, Charles does not cope well with this revelation and he takes to the drink hard. Kitty decides enough is enough and she leaves London. She emigrates to New York with her two daughters to get away from the lot of them. Fair play. Charles starts drinking even more, even more. He moves to Europe and he starts travelling around the continent, pickpocketing the odd criminal job where he can. Yeah. But he's he's not in a good place. Oh, this this lovely, convenient relationship that yeah. I had. Oh, it's all gone it's to all shit. It's all gone to shit. It was all based around me and suddenly she's not happy anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's not gone well. With Kitty and Charles gone, Adam marries himself he marries he mar- himself. <laughs> that's a very strange way of putting that <laughs> marries himself i think it's great energy yeah if he did it He's he did. i'm going to marry myself that'll show the bitch <laughs> try that one again <laughs> he marries marguerite bolgen bolgen now she is apparently entirely clueless about her new husband's real identity or his criminal empire. Mm-hmm. But she is lives in blissful ignorance. They have two children, Henry and Beatrice. Uh-huh. In 1892, Adam receives word that Charles, who has been travelling the continent, and Max Shinburn, yeah. they've both been arrested in Belgium. Oh. Which is not ideal. Apparently they had teamed up. Charles is also gravely ill. Oh. The alcohol is catching up with him. Yeah, catching up with him. By the time Adam arrives in Belgium... Charles is dead. Oh dear. He has passed away. Ugh. After learning that his friend is dead, Adam starts taking unnecessary risks. He really, he does start... Sort of feeling the empire is like crumbling around yeah, him. It's just feeling... me against the world. Exactly. Mm. Now in Belgium, where so he's supposed to be just be visiting to see his old friend, he decides to improvise a robbery. He's going to rob a, a money train. Okay. <laughs> Okay, why not? Hires two completely untested associates. Um, an Amer- American chap, Johnny Kirchen, and a, Jux- and a Dutchman, Alonzo Hen. 
Right. The robbery goes bad fast. Police capture Adam in the act. The other two men do not stick around to help their boss. They fuck off. They leg it and escape. Foolish man. Foolish man. Not planning. Adam Worth is carted off to jail. In jail, Adam refuses to identify himself. The Belgian police sent pictures to Scotland Yard and the New York Police Department, both of whom identify this man as Adam Worth or any one of his number of his aliases that they've got. That they've got. Either way, it's the same man. This is the man we are after. <laughs> he is wanted for multiple crimes. And of course, the Pinkertons also get involved. They're still on the hunt for the perpetrator mm. of the, the art theft. And they knew that Adam Worth is involved in that as well. They so come up with just a series of kind of like moustaches going, could you put this on for a minute <laughs> to put some mutton chops on for a second? Yeah. Ah, yes. So he is wanted by many, many, many people. Many, many, many. He is sent to trial in Belgium on the 20th of March, Ooh. 1893. Now, this okay. is primarily for the robbery of the money train in Liege. But the prosecutor throws everything they know about Adam Worth at him. His entire history in New York, in London, in Paris. Can they do that? Well, they, they sort do. Of tr- they, they do, absolutely. They, they don't try to charge him with him with that, but they use it as sort of his character. Take it into consideration. Take it into consideration. <sighs> he flatly denies everything. Do it. He has nothing to do with any of these terrible things in London, New York, and Paris. None of it. Yes, he was guilty of the attempted robbery in Liege. Mm-hmm. He did that. But that was a stupid act of a desperate man. A penniless man, desperate to get back to his family in London. That's the reason he did that. Everything else is hearsay and rumour concocted by British and American authorities. It's all bollocks. In the end, Adam Worth is sentenced to seven years for the robbery. And he is sent to Leuven Prison. Ooh. His time in prison is not fun. No, seven years is not bad, seven but, not but bad. then prison... Prison, mm. not fun, but also Max Shinburn, who apparently has resented Adam Worth yeah, all rivalry. his life. There's been this big rivalry. He hires inmates in the prison to make his life a misery. Oh. He is beaten on a daily basis by uh, mm. Max's contacts. The news from the outside world is even more miserable, really. His carefully built criminal empire in London is being torn to shreds by his lieutenants who are vying for authority and supremacy. They're without fighting him amongst the, each other. Him at the top. Without him at the top. Everyone's trying to take control. It's all being just torn to pieces. His fortune that he had in London is being stolen by anyone and everyone. He is being left penniless. Everything he had worked so hard is being ripped to pieces Ugh. and utterly destroyed. It's going to be quite a blow as well in that, in that horrible yeah. conditions and then in prison to hear just everything has gone to shit. Everything has gone you to shit. You mean nothing anymore, your yeah. legacy. The man who was tasked with looking after his wife, so his wife and his two children, uh-huh. seduces his wife, <laughs> sleep with his How wife. How did he not know that would happen? Then abandons his wife. Right. His wife ends up in, a, in an asylum. Oh, God. The children are taken away. And they are sent over to New York to live with Adam's brother. Oh, God. But he is released early for good behaviour. He's oh, released good. in 1897. He returns to London to find the tatters of a once great criminal enterprise. He visits his wife in the asylum. She barely recognises him. Oh, Cannot Jesus. remember his name. 
in the asylum. He decides to move back to America, not before stealing £4,000 from a diamond shop uh, (laughs) to to fund his travels. Oh, I'm such a broken man. I've been so sad. Just going to rob this place. I'm just going to rob this place. I just need a few diamonds to tie me over. Just for some cheese. (laughs) Once he's back in the States, he does have one final trump card. He has one thing up his sleeves. Okay. The Gainsborough painting. The painting. The Duchess, which he had wisely smuggled out of London several years earlier, back to the States. He still had that. He met with William Pinkerton. (gasps) And the pair came to an agreement. No. They made a deal. We don't exactly know what went down, but we do know that the painting was returned. He had it for 25 years. Oh, my God. Well, he truly loved it. And he it's loved it. He had it for art. 25 years. But the painting was returned. No charges were ever filed against Adam for the theft. Mm-hmm. Adam left the US with his, with his children and a bank account, $25,000 healthier. <sighs> what did he say? What did he know? Well, I think he just said, oh, I'll, send, I'll give you the painting back. But I'll but, stop. But you want to pay? You pay me for it. Because this, this painting by then was, was worth a hell of a lot more. But then just arrest him, surely. Whatever reason. Wow. Well, yeah, if he did have something. Okay, um, but so, okay, so he's left. So he, yep. Yeah, so he leaves the US with his children. He settles back in London. They take an apartment overlooking Regent's Park. It's all very lovely. And there he lives a quiet life until his sudden death in 1902. Oh. He is buried in Highgate Cemetery. Wow. His tombstone reads Adam Worth a.k.a. Henry J. Raymond, the Napoleon of crime. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And that is his story, Professor Moriarty, the original. Napoleon of crime. Napoleon of crime. What a brilliant story. God, no idea it was based on a real person. What what a criminal mastermind. And and praise to you, Nick, for the end of that story, for having to battle with my kitten who wanted to climb you. (laughs) Medea just wanted to just get involved. Mainly it's just, I want to jump on the keyboard and don't jump on the keyboard. That's it. Yeah, she's so cute and she's purring and wants to climb on your shoulders and everything. That's fine. But jumping on the keyboard, that will just delete the whole podcast (laughs) so we can't have that amazing story oh man the napoleon of crime transatlantic oh, as yeah. well oh well, God. global global global, global. <laughs> so he was in south africa he's in paris he i mean it's everywhere New york and london and boston and it's cr- liverpool it's truly truly yeah that glamour of the the criminal absolutely yeah and i can understand where moriarty came from mm. in that that he was the man who ran the empire and yeah. if you want to create someone who was very cunning very slick the gentlemanly kind of idea doesn't as well. get his hands dirty doesn't he get was his hands good in society dirty, doesn't drink and yeah. does not want violence because violence breeds violence yeah. and attracts attention i mean it makes sense yeah. what an incredible person so cunning so very clever I had no idea about him yeah. oh i love it <laughs> <laughs> I do at the end there I love the menage a trois and like the, the husband who got really depressed because that didn't work out for him <laughs> but it's amazing there's actually very there's one I think there's one or two books on him and I'm mm-hmm. so surprised there's not more there's, yeah. there's not like films or TV or anything like that about him because he's a fascinating character well I guess people take bits of it and then turn it into something else I think like, yeah I think he's been taken over by Moriarty so yeah by, by that yeah 
Well, I mean, like, what are you going to do? You're just going to do Moriarty. and then it's changeable. You write about him, then someone just leans too much into the Moriarty kind of lore around it and it becomes not a very Mm. interesting book. The early years as well, and being in New York and the gangs and everything like that. I'm sure he's, like, woven into lots of gang sort of stories as well. Oh, I love it. Great story, (laughs) Nick. Well done. Well, what do you think, people? What do you think of the story of Adam Worth? What do you think of all the legends around him? Do you think that Moriarty lives up to his hype or does he live up to Moriarty's hype? Do you know more stories? Do you know more legends associated with him? Do you know more tales? Or what would you have had him do? And what character would you have invented around him? Do you know Frederica Mendelbaum? Oh my God, she sounds great. Fantastic. Frederica Mendelbaum, mom. Well, I was thinking, because she was in Liverpool, wasn't she no she's one. she was in new york no she, she was in new she york. was the criminal boss in new york thank you because that sparked an i a memory and it's not just me plugging here that there's a book that i've been sent an arc of and on my tiktok and on my instagram as well i, I do book reviews as well and there's a book called the knowing mm. by a woman called emma hines and it comes out in january actually this year but there's there's some pre-release copies out there and this is all about a mystic a tattooed mystic who operates in new york around the criminal gangs and there's this kind of gang of sort of you know so-called at the time circus freaks and then you've got kind of the dead rabbits and pt barnum and all of this sort of thing but there's a character who is just like her so Mm. interesting jump on the comments of this episode tell us your thoughts your theories your feelings about this story but most importantly while you do it Mix up the Duchess Mix too. Up the Duchess. I the, mean, it's gone right to my head. The Duchess of Devonshire. It really did, didn't yeah, it? <laughs> you may have noticed as I was telling that story, I got more and more and more drunk. No, people will not notice, <laughs> Nate, because I've edited that out. <laughs> when we get drunk on an episode, Patreons hear about it. Yeah. Everyone else goes, they're so professional. No, they never stutter. <laughs> straight, straight to my head, that one. It's Yeah, that's weird because normally I get white wine drunk. <laughs> my but, turn. Uh, it's your turn. It's your turn. Well, let's finish the wine. I thought it was interesting. It was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mix it up for this episode because it's say, easy. Nothing too complex in there. Nothing you'll too weird and have, wonderful. You'll have the ingredients. Yeah, exactly. And also, if anyone noticed, Medea was a guest on this episode at the <laughs> end. There was some heavy purring, which I probably couldn't edit out. Let's just try and... She's literally gripping the microphone now. Eat the microphone. Tried to call up Nick's leg while we were recording. Please join us on Patreon if you haven't already. It's a wonderful place with extra episodes every single week, as well as lots of bonus content, including videos of our cocktail making. This week, some baking. And some baking, yes, indeed. Yes, and also video highlights of each episode that we do. Also, please consider leaving us a review on Apple iTunes. A good review. We'd like that. (laughs) If 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 it's about, if you have notes... Send us a DM on Instagram. Just email us. And we'll chat. We'll chat. It'll be fine. We also have merch. If you want to adorn yourself in beautiful things from the Poisoner's Cabinet, we have links in all of our social media profiles, whether you are in the US or the UK, to get your own merch designed by the Poisoner's Cabinet. It's right there. And it's coming up to Christmas. It's perfect gifts as well. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are... Trying to kill you. Boy.